Hey, Token CEO listeners, you can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. I'm in my 40s. You're in your 40s. I look pretty damn good. Some days. I yeah. should brush yeah. my hair more. Can I tell you something? We yeah. look pretty damn good, okay, honey. Thanks, Sherry. Okay. Much, we, look, we look pretty Love damn that. good. It is Thursday, August 5th. This is episode 175 of the Token CEO podcast. I'm Erica Nardini. We are presented by Sports Research. It is the month of August. That is the last month of freedom. If you're a college kid, it's the last month to look great and get out on the beach. I feel like August is a very time in barstool world, but for normal people, I feel like no one works in August. So anyways, if you want to not be working in August and to go hang out on the beach, Sports Research is the company for you. You can go to sportsresearch.com and get whatever you want for 25% off if you use the code Erica at checkout. Professional athletes, NFL players, bloggers, CEOs, they all use Sports Research. It's a great company. They've got a slew of great products, and you can get 25% off now. Go to sportsresearch.com, code Erica, for 25% off at checkout. First off, we're having a big announcement this week. This thing, this podcast is moving to once a week. We started at five times a week for theoretically 10 minutes that turned out to five hours a week. Then we went down to two times a week. We've got a lot here going on at Barstool Sports. I got a lot to do. I got, I got a job to do here. I'm going to do this podcast once a week. We're going to make it even better. We're not doing less. I actually think that part of evolving something is making it grow and stand for something. I think we want to be more produced, more thoughtful, more practiced in what we create, still being authentic, still being off the cuff, and still being raw and talking about business and work. But to do that once a week is going to be the name of the game. So this podcast is moving to Thursdays. And then the second thing we're adding is we're going to add a daily one-minute podcast called Work Like a Girl. And that podcast, which will be on TikTok, it'll be on Instagram, we'll do it, we'll put it on Reels, we'll put it all sorts of places. That will be daily one-minute work advice, work and career advice called work like a girl. I'm very passionate about the whole work like a girl thing. And it's not just for girls. Girls can look up to girls. And guess what? Boys can also look up to girls. That's going to launch for back to school. So that'll launch late August, early September. So here's what we've got going on today. We have a little bit of a different episode. My dermatologist is coming on. She is a firecracker. Her name is Dr. Sherry Marshbein. She's awesome. She and I have been together for 10 years. We've grown from a patient-doctor relationship to, I would say, she's a very close friend and confidant. I respect her professionally so much. And the reason that I thought this was topical is, one, it's always good to hear from a doctor and an authority on a subject. Two is she is a woman who made her own way, and she made her way in dermatology profession really truly from her own initiative and propulsion, and she's soon to be opening her own practice, which is a big milestone for a doctor. Before we start this interview, let's just give a short shout out to Owens Craft Mixers. So one of the best things that Dr. Marshbein has to say in this episode is that drinking water is not the key to having great skin. If you don't feel like drinking water at home at night and you want to make yourself a nice little cocktail, Owens Craft Mixers is the brand for you. You can make a margarita. You can make a mojito. You can make a Moscow mule. 
They're the official craft mixer of Barstool Sports. And what they do is they give you the ability to make a high quality cocktail right at home. They're perfect for anyone who doesn't have a clue and certainly doesn't have a clue how to make cocktails from scratch. So what you do is you mix your favorite mixer with your favorite spirit of choice and voila, you have a cocktail. So you can get Owens Craft Mixers on Amazon Prime, one day shipping anywhere in the country. You can also get them at CVS stores nationwide. So with that, we're going to have Dr. Marshbine come on. Are we recording? Yes. We we're always oh, recording okay. here. <laughs> <laughs> this is my first personal uh, guest on this podcast. As opposed to business. As opposed to people I don't know who somebody around here books to come on. Oh, my God. I'm I so honored. Yeah, you're my first Yay. one. Oh my like, God, from my personal so, life. That makes me so happy. Okay. I know, by the way, I know nothing about sports. Yeah, no, you're like, just, who are you talking about? A, I understand. No, I know who that is. He's well, a that's hockey good. player. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was born in 1978. Okay, I'm fine. not like, yeah, okay. right? I'm in on, like, pop culture. Yeah, yep. But I know nothing about sports. Okay, that's great. We're okay. not going to talk about sports. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> all right. Dr. Sherry Marshbine's joining the podcast. She's my dermatologist. I, we're going to get into you, your story, what you do. We're, this is an ad-supported podcast. So the first thing I wanted to do is to for you to give an ad on why you should take care of your skin. Ooh. Give us the pitch. What should you do? Why is it important? That. Oh, my God. that's so, Okay, well, here's the thing. This, our skin is the way that we speak to the world, right? That is the first thing that somebody sees, for better or for worse, we judge people based on often how they look, again, better or worse. And our skin is what we actually show people. So when you're walking into a room, and I specialize also in treating adult female acne. I think you know that. Mm -hmm. So I, I have acne. I treat a lot of women who have acne. It is really devastating. It's like emotionally devastating when you have something with your skin and you feel like you can't look somebody in the eye. And this can go for any skin condition. So it is so important to take care of your skin, to make sure that you feel good about your skin. And you don't have to like do cosmetic procedures if you don't want to. It could mean that you put your sunscreen on every day because you don't want skin cancer. Or, you know, you wash your face twice a day because you're breaking out. Whatever the heck it is. But that is the first thing that people see about us. So it is so important to take care of that. Also, our skin is like our barrier between the outside world and our inside body, right? So we have to make sure that it's healthy and taken care of. So that's my little pitch for okay, like why that. skin is so important. What are your big like do's and don'ts? Okay, well, biggest do ever sunscreen. Like if you're gonna do nothing else, I mean, I yell at Erica. Okay, I've been yelling at Erica about this for like a sure. decade, by the way. You have. Every time. And it's only because I love you. I First of all, I, I try I to you. schedule myself strategically where I go see her in like April and November. <laughs> But I still know, I know that there was know. I still know there was something there. I'm like, why do you have an old tan on your body? And it's only because I love you, but like never one is sunscreen, no matter what else you do. And I was like, I went to tanning beds when I was younger. I'm sure I did, like I did tanning beds. I got burnt to a crisp at Jones Beach. Like it's so bad for Cold you. across twice a day tanning bed. Man, Ooh, it's amazing. Was, Those skirts are short. I was like I'm going to tell you something. I was like an orange color at some point in like college. I My parents showed me a picture of myself recently. I mean, I, I don't even know what species I was because it was not a normal You're like, like 1990s. Color. I was literally orange. The color of the 90s. It was okay. literally orange. And I'm devastated that I did that to my skin. So like number one is sun protection, sun protection. I don't care. If you do nothing else, you have to wear sunscreen every day. You have to. Number two, you have to wash your face. Okay. Like, there are a lot of people who basic. don't. But no, no, no. There's a lot of people who don't yeah. wash your face. Do you guys all wash your face? Mm -hmm. yeah. Twice a day? See, 
Uh, here's the thing. A lot of times people like go to bed without washing their face or like go to bed with makeup. That is like a cardinal sin because then you have like the dirt and the pollution and bacteria and oil and sunscreen and makeup and whatever like sitting in your pores that ages your skin. It makes your skin look terrible. It causes acne. So you have to wash twice a day. You need to put your sunscreen on. And then if there's like two other things that I would do that are like total like yeses and we've talked about vitamin C serum in the morning Mm -hmm. and a retinoid at nighttime. Those to me are like yes, yes, yes. And then lastly, like don't feel like you have to like treat your skin with over-the-counter stuff, which by the way, there's great over-the-counter stuff. I love drugstore beauty, but it's okay to see your dermatologist. It's okay Mm -hmm. to not like, you know, suffer or try everything over the counter before you go all right fine I'm going to call it a day or like nothing works for me like that's what we're here for yeah I agree with that I think that's a really great piece of advice I had a a really good friend who had like adult onset rosacea so I think the hard thing for women is it's like your hormones and what's happening in your gut like plays out on your face and so but it can be really debilitating it's like if you have a cold cold sore and you got to go out and feel fabulous you're not going to feel fabulous correct so I think that like finding help and knowing that there's a way to treat your skin so that you can feel better is a really empowering thing yeah and it's that's part of the like Find a dermatologist who you can communicate with, talk to, who sits down and listens to you and says, okay, look, here are the things that we need to do. Skin is not like I do this once and then it gets better Mm -hmm. and I don't ever have to do it again. That's not the way it goes. You got to kind of keep up with it. It's a routine. I was telling Haley about it's like investing. Like you put your money into stocks and you leave leave it it there. Right. But like you do something, you don't like take it out every like two days Mm. or it's not going to grow or do anything. Right. If you do something to your skin like once, but then you don't keep up with it or you go to the gym once, but then you stop, you're not going to see the results. Yeah, you got to stick with it. You got to stick stick with with it. And like routines are really hard. And then on social media, of course, we're being thrown like a million things are being thrown at us and skincare trends and you should do this and you should do that. And I'm like, I'm not a trendy person. I'm sort of like, no, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like you don't have to do the trends. You could do the stuff that we know works and you're still going to have great skin. I'm in my 40s. You're in your 40s. You look pretty damn good. Some days. I no, should brush no. my hair more. Can I tell you but, something? We yeah. look pretty damn good, okay, honey. Thanks, Sherry. Okay. We look pretty, we look pretty damn that. good. I was going to say that. We look pretty damn I good. I love that. Let's go. <laughs> um, okay. So Dr. Marshvine's been my doc. I don't know how I it's found you. It's got to be you. at least a decade. I it's don't definitely know. a decade. I was thinking about that also. I don't know, but I'm so glad. Me too. You make me so happy. I love, I love you, you so much. I love you. Um, so I think the the other good thing you did for me, so first of all, I think it's great to have a relationship with your doctor yeah. in that you, I feel like we're friends and confidants yes. now, but for nine years we were, we just had a great doctor patient yes. relationship, yes. but having someone that you go to who you're comfortable talking to is really, really, really important. I think the second thing is you've got to be vigilant about your health. So for me, like I see you three to four times a year. And I am really vigilant about it. I see the dentist three times a year. And the one thing you did, so I have like really freckly skin. I've got abnormal moles or whatever. Um, And you, you were like, Hey, I need more help in this. Like you should do, I do this thing called mole save, which it like takes, it takes an image of your entire body. And then it helps you understand if your moles have changed. But I think that's also it is like get empowered on what's going to help you and your doctor make you the most healthy. Yes, exactly. And 
also most and I'll just say as dermatologists we often do a crossover between like medical and cosmetic Mm -hmm. and I really love that aspect of it right that I can see you for your skin checks but we can do other things if we want to but it's so important not to ignore the medical I Mm -hmm. see a lot of patients who just come to me for Botox and I'm always like did you do your skin check this Mm -hmm. year like have you had your skin exam because while it's great that you don't have any wrinkles we need to make sure that you have no skin cancer so don't neglect your skin because skin cancer is actually the most common cancer Mm -hmm. which is why we're so and I mean you're amazing because you come in routinely every six months for your skin checks and then we've got you on just like a good routine which is because I'm gonna blow it out I made it I made a deal with myself I'm like I'm gonna blow it out I'm not gonna wear sunscreen as much as I should yeah that's why I always yell at you but I'm gonna go every six months I think that if you're a working woman or working anybody your insurance, if you work in a place with insurance, the insurance will cover it. Yeah. It doesn't cost you anything. Right. And there's co-pays and there's deductibles and other things. Right. But okay. Sorry. You still, no, no. But you still need to go. And here's the, I think the toughest thing is when you're working, making time. Like, I'm a terrible patient because when, if I need to go to a doctor, I need to cancel my patients to see a doctor. Yes, which right? is hard for you to do. Really hard. Just, like, emotionally yep. not yep. being in an office is – that's what I do. Like, it's very hard for me to do that. So I have to know – okay, I go for my mammo every year. I love my gynecologist. By the way, you would love her. So I go for, like, social visits also. Like, oh, I just booked an appointment with her. Oh, you love yeah. her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good, good, good. It's like a pap and a social visit. Yeah. But it's so important. I'm telling – it's – no, but a pap and a social, a pap and a social. But this is a part of it. Like when you love the doctors who you're seeing, you, you want, want to go. go see them. You see, want I feel the to go. Same way. Like whenever I see Erica coming in, I'm like, oh, thank God, she's yep. on the schedule today. Totally. It's gonna be a great day. Totally. You know if I, I didn't mean? like you, I'd be like, eh, looks cancerous. Well, right, you would just whatever. Go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just pick that up. Just find someone else. But it's really important to like love your doctors and make sure that you have good communication with them. I've always connected more. I think my only male doctor is my dentist. Okay, Everyone same. else who I see is a female. Same. I just prefer that. And by the way, my dad is an OBGYN. So I'm like, I come from a family of doctors. Okay. But I prefer seeing women. I just think I like relate to them really well. I'm like a girl's girl. Like I love women supporting other women. And I just, it just makes me more comfortable. Okay. That's I love I that. Like, okay. That's what I do. So tell us about your yeah. career. Like, how'd you get, you have big news coming. So like. I do have so some t- news let's coming. Let's walk backwards from there. Okay. So my career, well, I'm a dermatologist. Yes. Um, so I'm going to tell you a quick story, which okay. is when I was in high school, I had some mild acne, which is okay. one of the reasons that I, that I thought about being a dermatologist. And I went to see a male dermatologist. This is, I did not plan this by the way, but okay. and it has nothing to do with the fact that he was a man. But when I told him I wanted to be a dermatologist, he said to me, you know, you're going to need to go to a private school and do blah, 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 blah to get into it. Now, my parents were definitely not sending me to a private college. Mm-hmm. Like that was not happening. They didn't have the money. I'm one of three children. And he's like, and I said to him, no, I, I like, I'm going to go to a state school. That's what, you know, that's, that's where like, we're like, I'm going. That's what we're doing. That's what yeah. the March Fines do. Yeah. And um, he was like, well, best of luck to you. And I literally walked out that day and I said to my mom, mom, just watch me. Like, yeah. just I'm watch, do this. just watch. Yeah. And sure enough, I went to Binghamton, which okay. is, you know, a state school in New York. And Binghamton had this program with Syracuse University. Um, go Orange. See, I know a little sports. Let's go. Um, yep. Go Orange. Um, and so you could get into medical school early. It was a really cool program if you had like a certain GPA and you had to get, you know, letters of recommendation. So I got into medical school in my second year of college okay. through this program. So it was really lucky that yeah. I went to a state school. Correct. You because you wouldn't have had I, that opportunity. Because I wouldn't have had that opportunity. Great. 
And I didn't have to take the MCAT, so I kind of cheated and didn't even take the entrance exam to medical school, okay? So I got in. That was, like, so amazing. Went there. I was um, we. I was married at the. I ended up marrying somebody from college at the time, which is like a whole other thing. Um, divorced at thirty, married at twenty four. Okay, like don't get married at twenty four, ladies. Um, We're gonna get into we'll life get, we'll get there, but like don't go there. And then from Syracuse, there was no dermatology program, and I knew I wanted to be a dermatologist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've just got to go for it, and I've got to believe in myself. I had no backup plan. I applied to like 67 programs and I got interviews at five mm-hmm. and I was like, well, going with fingers, the five. Cro- fingers crossed we're going to make one of these five work. Yep. And I interviewed and I remember going to Penn State, which is where I ended up getting in. Uh, go Lions. Um, go Nittany Lions. Um, and We're murdering this pod. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I went and I was in high heels. I mean, I remember the outfit I was wearing. Now, Penn State my version of Penn State is in Hershey, Pennsylvania. It wasn't in State College. So I show up in Hershey, Pennsylvania as like a New Yorker in, like in a pointy, clop, literally yep. pointy toe, high heel. I think I was in like a wide leg pant. And we literally talked about my outfit during one of the, um, one oh, of the interviews. So you're like, I'm in. I just, I was, I think I was fascinating to them. Yeah. I think it was like a novelty. They're like this little wood sprite has Literally. wandered yeah, into like, our who, campus. Who is this person? <laughs> and um, I ended up, mad. I was like, it only takes one. It takes one program to say yes to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And one out of the five said yes. And I matched. And I ended up going with two who are still now dear friends of mine, girlfriends of mm-hmm. mine. So it was three women made up our sort of our year, graduation okay. year. And it was awesome. And we all had blonde hair. And they used to call us the Derma Blondes, which like was mildly Slightly insulting. Yeah. Correct. Correct. But, but like, at the time you go with it. 100%. But like now I would have basically sued them. Yeah. I mean, not. Yeah. But I would have been like, this is inappropriate. Totally. In the 2000s, like you're like, thanks right. for acknowledging in, I'm here. Literally in yeah. 2000, I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, well, that'll suffice. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was really interesting actually in my residency program, there was a lot of male energy and I was like very overtly like New York Jewish, like female Mm -hmm. and I didn't like fly so well. And I got a lot of like, you got the legally blonde treatment of like, you must be dumb. But I also got the like, your personality is maybe a little bit too strong. We need you to soften. And I'm like, but this is me. Like, this is who I am. What do you mean soften? And some of that feedback I really took and I love and I appreciate, like, you know what? Maybe I was being a little bit too forward at times. Maybe I was with patience or sorry, honey. Maybe I was the way I was saying that wasn't in a way that I would like. Oh, see, really? I think that. So I took the feedback and I adjusted kind of, I'll say not who I am, but the way that I interact with patients okay. in a way that I was like, so maybe not everybody likes like a straightforward New York thing, which I am very straightforward and very mm-hmm. New York and mm-hmm. we know that. Mm-hmm. But there were things that I took from that, right? When somebody gives you feedback, my feeling is you say, is any of this true and is any of this going to be beneficial mm-hmm. to me, right? Are they just like saying it to say it or like, is there some truth in yes. this? And I and can I, this be helpful to correct. me? Correct. And I think if you are a growing and evolving person, mm-hmm. and I was obviously evolving as a new physician, new dermatologist, you say, what? What can I take of this and 
is any of this resonating mm-hmm. with me? I'm a very stubborn person. That's always how I've been. I, right? We all have like personality things that we can work mm-hmm. on. And I was like, so I think I can kind of work on these things, but keep who the spirit the core of me, of me yeah. alive. Like, yeah, and you don't feel like you're compromising. Not who you at are. all. Yep. So, but it was interesting because I, I was basically like getting called into the principal's office every week for stuff at school. At like at my at your residency. residency. See, it's so funny because yeah. I think that so much of being a doctor is sales, and I and I say that in a great way, which is you're a people person. Yes, totally. You you love people. You're inquisitive. You're positive. You have great energy. So you go Thank into you. an appointment and right. I'm like, hi, welcome. How's your day? What's happening? Yeah, How are exactly. the kids? Tell What's going on? Yeah, exactly. tell me everything. I'm so I like that because I think it's disarming, and then I also feel like. Ultimately, you're trying to sell someone on taking care of themselves. Yes. And you exude that type of energy and momentum versus like a quiet, staid, conservative. But there are – so as you know – But maybe that's just because I like correct. that. Yeah. There's different – so what I've learned is, like over time, there's just different people that meet your needs, right? Like if I – I do not – not every patient loves my personality. And then the way I always think about it is – they're not for me and I'm not for them and mm-hmm. I'm okay with that, mm-hmm. right? Like we – I do my absolute best. I feel like I'm a team with my patients. We're really – like we work together mm-hmm. to come up with the right treatment or the right whatever it is. Um, but not everybody – some people want the like very dry or more yep. quiet. And in that case, I'm not their doctor. Yeah. And I've come to that realization, I think, I think in my old age, that with anything in life, whether it's work or personal, if you're not someone's person, that's okay. Like yeah. if someone's per- – if your personality does not jive with somebody mesh, else, just call it. move on. Yeah. We're good. Like, Do you it, sometimes – make everybody happy. Totally. That's a hard lesson to learn. Yep. It's a very hard lesson yes, to learn. Yes, it is. It's a hard lesson, I think, to – not want to please people even yes. if you don't like them or yes. you're like we're not a match but I'm still trying to please no, you. No totally listen and it happens there are some patients that I'm like I don't like it's not like the exact personality matchup because we attra- like attract like right mm-hmm. like attracts like so I have a ton of patients that are like similar to us we were like I'll go out and hang mm-hmm. and like all that stuff and then I have some patients that I'm like this isn't like the this isn't my like genre. Yeah. But I feel like we're feeling each other yeah, enough that we might just hang this, out there. Yeah. Like we're gonna make it work. Yep. It's very professional and it's okay, right? Yep. But I always think it's more fun if you can just have like the best time you if really you can vibe. With people. Yeah. 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 How yeah. do you fire a patient? Have you ever fired a patient? Absolutely. How do you do that? Yeah. Um that has happened. I probably have fired more patients this year than any other year okay. in my career. Because people have gone batshit crazy. crazy during COVID. Absolutely yeah. insane. Absolutely insane. I feel like people during COVID lost the ability to talk to other people. People, mm-hmm. they're like pol- like politeness or sense mm-hmm. of like manners. I don't know where that's mm-hmm. gone. I'm just like I don't know. Um, what I end up saying is basically I have like a little spiel, but it's not because it's always awkward. It's oh, sort give of me like spiel. it's something to no, I don't want to because like I don't want you to go anywhere. But no. it's something to the effect of like I sit down. There's a little like I sit down on a chair, right? Because I always sit on a chair anyway. But I sit down on a chair because I think it's important to look yeah. at somebody in the eye, and I'm like, you know. And I end up saying not every doctor is for every patient and not every patient is for every doctor. And I think that you might be served better elsewhere. I don't know that I'm going to be able to appropriately meet your needs. Mm-hmm. And I, I take it on like it's a me, not you, like but it's, it's really it, them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's really them, but I'm going to yeah, take it on as like it's a me, <laughs> not you. I don't breakup. think that I'm going to be able to meet it's your me, not needs. You. Yeah. Right? I just I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm like whatever I'm able to offer as a dermatologist. I it's, just I don't, it's don't not think gonna it's going to be get you where you want to go. You. Yeah. yeah, and then it's like 
And, and then that's really it. And what do they say? Um, so I've had some patients that are like, no, that's not what I was trying to say or mean. I'm like, I just don't think I'm going to be able to yeah. serve you well. So you have to, you have to be firm yeah. and reinforce it. Yeah. Because my feeling is if I see someone's name and I cringe, it's not the right We should cut for that me. half hour but off. Also, but I don't think that I'm, but then I'm not the right doctor for them yeah, either, right? That's like right. if it's antagonistic or even if I don't specialize, I'm very clear. Somebody came in and I did not specialize in what... They had. they had and I was just very clear I was like I am not the right person for you because I just don't see this enough you want the person who sees this all 10 the time. times a day yeah I see this once a year yeah. I'm not the person and I'm okay saying that now yeah. like I'm also okay admitting when I'm not that person yeah that's right right it's not admitting anything other than like you will be better served elsewhere and that's really the right thing for mm-hmm. you that's not discharging as much but there are definitely personality issues what's the right way to fire your doctor do you think you I just think don't just make not a go real, back. Yeah, you just don't make another just point. Not you go just back. go sad. You know, like when you're – so I started seeing a therapist this year because, um, God, COVID was just like really – Oh, my yeah. God. It was just yeah. so rough. And, like, I've seen therapists sporadically throughout the year for various things. Mm-hmm. And they always want you to do, like, an exit interview, which I find really uh, weird. Meaning, like, like, you have to tell them that you're not going to see them again because you have a standing appointment. But then they want to also have, like, the conversation about it. And I'm like, I don't really mm. want to do that. That like, feels a little torturous it's also. Yeah. It's like, I'm just not into this yeah. and we need to move on. It's not yeah. working for me. Yeah. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Which, again, with time, I think that you can really politely say, like, this just isn't working. There's mm-hmm. something about this is just not working. I really appreciate you and everything you've mm-hmm. done for me. But, like, I think it's time for me to move on. Yeah. Yep. And that's and sort then, of like how you do then it. Go. Yeah, yeah, and you like smile and you say it like a nice way. I love Simone Biles because when she was on Dancing with the Stars, they were like, You didn't smile when you got there. She's like, Smiling never got you a gold medal. And I'm like, You go, girl. Ooh. I love it so much. I'm like, You're right. Like, who? But when I am like divorcing somebody, I'm, I sort of like smile. You know, I'm sort oh, of you like, do it like uncomfortably? Yeah, no. I tend I'm, to hug. No, like, I sort of I, do like a hugging? It's just, it's like, like, it's just not working for me. You know, it's just <laughs> Big not. Grin. Yeah. <laughs> Big grin. Okay. Like, I really appreciate everything you've done. Yeah. It's just not yeah. working for me. <laughs> you're also smiling with your eyes. I mean, you're really into it. I know. You know what? My Botox is wearing off. That's why I'm smiling. Okay. I'm going to inject myself tomorrow. So I'm like, I, I'm overly, um, I, I have like a lot of movement right now. Okay. So well, I, can, I think you look great. I can fully emote. Yeah. You, you can know. fully emote. Yeah, it's best time to fire someone is when you can fully emote. Okay. So you so you work your way through the medical practice. Yeah, so then, right. So then I get through my residency and I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, thanks for getting us back yeah. on track there. Um, <laughs> And then I'm, my family's from New York. I grew up yep. in New York. I knew I always wanted to come back to New York. So I come back to New York and I start a cosmetic fellowship. Now, co- fellowships, for anybody who don't know, is basically an extra year or two of extensive training in an area of specialty. So I come back and do a cosmetic fellowship. How do I say this in the nicest way? I, because I've never quit like a job before and certainly not by then. Mm-hmm. It was extremely unethical. I um, I actually hated what I did. It was the only time in my entire career that I thought about not being a doctor. Okay. Like you just never hated it so much. in my life was I so miserable. Yep. And I was like, I may have picked the wrong profession. Yeah, here. I, I'm on I the wrong have, path. Yeah, I might yeah. have done the wrong thing here. Um, and in reality, it was just that person. Yeah. It was that person. It was the way that they ran their office. It was the things that they were doing that I firmly was against and I knew at the end of a year I could not have like a plaque or a diploma up yeah uh, from this this place yeah so I quit after four months having uh, no job no fellowship training like nothing okay and I was living in New York yep and I was and I I, like told my literally I like I had like three dollars in the bank Mm -hmm. you know what I mean because they pay you next I think I was making like thirty thousand dollars a year um 
So I quit that and he actually threatened to sue me, which he could not because there was nothing in my contract that said like you can't leave early. And what was interesting was a lot of people came up to me after that and they're like, we heard that you left that position. Good for you. We know like about this person. And I was like, okay, like I did the right thing. I know I did the right thing because it felt right in my gut. But like I was also being recognized by other people because they knew. affirming. Yeah, Yeah. they knew like it takes a lot to stand up to that person and that sort of like he probably had it coming. Yeah. Um, So then I started literally calling practices in New York City okay because it's what year is it 2008 okay and I, I start calling places and I'm like hey um are y'all looking for a dermatologist to come join you I had no idea what to do like no idea what to do I just started calling I got on staff at NYU and I lined up basically three different offices that I like rotated mm-hmm. in during the week and that was miserable and then like a year into that someone tipped me off and said um, oh I just heard about a practice where someone's leaving you should go and talk to them and that was the practice where okay. I met you yeah. and I immediately called them I went for like an interview the next day and I got you know hired for like five days a week yeah. which is where I was for basically nine years and okay. where you and I met okay I love that, that that's my New York City story okay great and now what are you gonna do okay well so I left that practice three and a half years ago. Um, there were just things that were not were, – I, I felt as though you my trajectory yeah, you were, was going up yep. and I was being sort of stifled, which happens sometimes in relationships. So I left, moved offices. So for four and a half years, I have been attempting to open my own office. Mm-hmm. Four and a half years. And multiple office spaces fell through. Um, I, and I was like, I don't know that this is ever going to happen for me. I literally said this to myself like six months ago. And I thought, let me just start looking again. It's a pandemic. Half of, like, the city's vacated. Like, let me just start looking again. Why not? Why not? And I went back to a building that I had loved, and I just got aggressive. I was like, what is it going to take to make this deal happen? Like, what do I need to pay you? What is this going to take? And I literally – I just – I ended up just matching them. I sort of thought, like, not that I'm done – negotiating there was still a lot of negotiations Mm -hmm. but if I really wanted to make it happen I'm gonna push to make it happen it was now or never I'm not gonna stick with like my here's my budget I'm just gonna go with like yeah I want this or I don't I want this what do I need to do to make this happen and I did and so I just signed a contract literally two weeks ago spent two hours this morning with the electrician Mm -hmm. um and it's super exciting so I'm opening up my own practice now in like Midtown Manhattan, okay, which is where I want where to you want to be, yeah. where I want to. I'm closer to my kids. Yeah, that's where I like. I grew my practice in Midtown. Yep. I wanted to also make it convenient for people who are commuting. Yes, I appreciate that. Um, thank you. And I worked really hard at that. I literally looked at every building in Midtown Manhattan. I hate where you are now. I, I'm She's sorry. So far. I mean. Tribeca is great. It is. But it's like if you live anywhere other than Tribeca or, or Brooklyn, it's, it's kind of far. It's, it's far. It's far. Um, so I signed and I still – I wasn't talking about it at all because I was like – I felt like I was going to jinx myself. Yep. So I just like kept it like internally. Just, just, just had a little secret. I yep. just like – yep. I'm like yep. this is what's happening. And when I sign, I'll like tell people. But I did not – I felt like so many things had fallen through and I just didn't want to get my hopes up yep. again. Um after I signed, I told my kids. I didn't even tell my children yeah, until, until afterwards. It was done. Yep. Um, so what are you going to call the practice? Okay. Well, here's the thing. It's go- undergoing the DBA right now. Okay. It's a really cute name, but I don't want to jinx myself. Okay. So we won't say it. Okay. I don't want. So we'll follow up with that. We'll have you back say- when it's open. I know. Okay. Great. I don't want to okay. say it because like. My lawyer's like, there's a 50-50 chance they're okay, going to Okay, so yeah, we can't and, drink But it. it's really cute, and okay. I'm really excited. Okay, great. So if it goes through, I'm like, Okay, is- we'll have you back. But it took me four and a half years to come up with that name also. And what do you think about, like, what's your advice to people? Like, I think your journey's so great. Like, it's a combination of, like, smarts and gumption and belief you. in yourself. And also, like... 
you're like, I don't know. You're just literally, you. I don't know. I so don't and now know. you're in your 40s and yeah. you're opening your own yeah. practice. Like, what's your advice? What's your advice to other women? Honestly, it's the like, A, listen to your gut. Always listen to your gut. And um, you have to always believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter what, you have to believe in yourself. So I didn't mention this part because it's med school and we sort of breezed over that. Medical school was extremely difficult for me. Extremely difficult. I ended up going from college to medical school where everyone was at least as smart as me. In college, I was like, oh, I'm kind of like the smartest one here. Yeah. You know, like, I got this. Yeah, I got this. I got into medical school early. It's fine. I got to med school and I'm like, whoa, these people are crazy smart and also they're they're smarter than me mm-hmm. like this was like a big deal right mm-hmm. and so I remember calling my parents every day lit- quite literally every day for my first two years in medical school and I'm like I don't think I can do it I can't do it it's too hard they're so smart everybody's really smart and my parents were like who always believed in me they were like just give it another day like just hang out like hang out see, like, just one see more how day. tomorrow goes literally yeah. see how tomorrow goes hang out one more day and I'm like all right fine but like if I don't like it tomorrow I'm gonna quit and I'll become a teacher I yeah. wanted to be a biology teacher okay okay you would have been a very great biology I really teacher been. Yeah. I really, but I walked out of the you would make science fun. I walked out of the frog dissection yeah because no, I'm a they smelled so I can't. bad oh also I'm vegetarian so I like protested yeah. like ethically I'm like okay. I can't do this and I walked out and I like Outside of AP Bio, who does that? I walk outside the room and I just stood in the hallway for like an hour. In protest. Literally in Silent. protest. Yeah. Guess what? I still get, went to medical school. Yeah, that's so right. There. So that's there. Right. So do what always feels right to you. Okay. okay? You got to like stick up for like your beliefs. Don't yep. like crumble because you're in the middle of a class and you're about to look like a fool. Okay. Um, so, and then my parents were like, okay, stick it out one more day. And then the next day goes, I'm like, it is just so hard. It's just so hard. And they're like, but like you made it one more day. Why don't you just hang out another one, day? Try one more day. Literally. Okay. Two years. <laughs> your poor two, mother. My poor mother. Yeah. Two years. And anybody knows my mother and I, I know, are Your like mother best and I are so, your yeah. mother is so yeah. close We're like you. best, I can, best, best I friends. I feel like I know your mother. I know, right? So we're like BF. And and at the end of two years, which is like the fun part, because then you start seeing patients. Yeah. I was like, I did it. Like, I actually, I made yeah. it through. And I didn't just make it through. Like, I was doing really well. I, it took yeah. me a little while to realize that I was as smart as everybody yeah. else. Yeah. And like, I could do it. Yeah. And then I just started, you know, once you believe in yourself. Yeah, once you like, hit you that anything, point, you just got to go. do it. Yeah. Yep. You're like, okay, I, I can like, cry. why not? If that if they can do it, why can't I? Yeah. Right? Yep. And that's also how I felt um, in the past few years when I was getting on social media. Um, so I wasn't on social. And a friend said to me, you need to brand yourself. And I was like, well, I am branded. Like, I'm Dr. Marchbine. Is it, there's another, but he's a gynecologist and he's on Long Island. So, mm-hmm. like, right, that's I'm my Dr. Marchbine. I yeah. am Dr. Marchbine. <laughs> like, if you're coming in the city to see Dr. Marchbine, you're seeing me. And she's like, no, no, I mean legitimately brand yourself. Like, as, like, a, like a company is a thing. And I had really no idea what she was talking yeah. about. I, I'd you've never done been a good on, job of it. Well, I'd never been on Instagram. Yeah. I'd never done anything. And I met with somebody who had done Yeah, you were well. very into this. You got you – this was like our two years ago. I feel like we were just getting into that. Exactly. We were like I, – I started maybe – it was like four and a half years ago. And I met with someone and, yeah. he, and he said to me – and I'll never forget this. He said, you, it's a, a moving train. You either jump on or you're going to miss it. Yeah. And I go, all right, I'm going to do it, right? You're going to do it even – like if I have no idea what mm-hmm. I'm doing. And I just started doing all that stuff. And part of it was deliberate. Part of it was I knew I was going to be leaving this yeah. other office and I wanted to have some following. And you're all building your stuff. raft. You just have to build it. And um, it's actually been really I've, – I've, there are parts of it that I really enjoy. Yeah, and there are parts absolutely. of it that like, I don't enjoy. Yeah, that you cringe with. Yeah. But yeah. But it's all a part of like that whole thing. Yeah, so it's right. right. The like believing in yourself. Don't let anybody – also like don't let anybody tell you who you are. 
don't let anybody ever like try to tell you who you are. You know, like it's a listening to your gut. Follow what makes you happy and live your life for you. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it's really about, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have one life. Yeah, live it make for the you. most of it. Live yeah, it for make you. The most of it. Yeah. All right. What's your What's your routine? What's your ten steps? No, it's not even ten steps. All right. So one thing that I really love about this year, by the way, is that skincare is getting back to simplicity. Yeah. So we're calling it like back to basics, which I've always preached basics. You know that mm-hmm. I've never given anyone like a ten Very step basic. routine. Yeah. It has to be basic. It has to be doable. Do not feel over, because skincare can feel very overwhelming. Yeah. So don't be overwhelmed. So step one, you have to like let's do morning. You have to wash your face in the morning. Gentle cleanser, micellar water, any of those is fine. Step two, you put on a vitamin C serum. Um, and you know if you're not sure what to get, there are some really good over the counter ones. I tend to use a little bit more high grade cosmeceutical ones because they tend to have good studies surrounding. I them. get mine off of Amazon. Just, you know. Oh no! Oh my God, Erica. I do. I get all my. Honey, stuff off of okay. Amazon. Well, now we're going to have a whole other thing to talk about. So that is not where you should be getting your skincare. Oh. Amazon is totally unregulated. You have like things sitting in a hot warehouse for like oh. however long. But I love my stuff. Okay. Well, we're going to. I gonna... use this oil on my face. Oh, God. Okay. So don't <laughs> listen like, to what no. Erica. <laughs> listen to me, guys. Listen. If there's one thing that you're taking away from this podcast, do not listen to what Erica Nardini just said about skincare. And don't ever order your skincare on Amazon. It's like it's fake. Half of it's fake. Huh. Yeah, they're not even like authorized retailers. Don't do it. You don't okay. know where it's coming from. You can get it from an authorized retailer. Obviously, if you go to like the you know the drugstore, it's fine. So vitamin C serum in the morning because that helps with brown spots and it helps protect you from sun damage and UV damage and oh, I just said UV pollution, uh, blue light, all that stuff. And then sunscreen. So you want to end with a broad spectrum, at least thirty SPF. Mm-hmm. I like something tinted because it also blocks blue light, and we're all like in front of our screens these days. So tinted, broad spectrum, at least thirty SPF. Okay. And if you have sensitive skin, go for like a physical blocker like zinc or titanium. Okay. Then at nighttime, you have to wash your face again because it's gross. To not wash your face at night, and there's dirt and pollution and bacteria and oil and makeup, and then um, a retinol. So retinol is a vitamin A derivative. You can get a prescription form. I use a prescription. You're supposed to. I saw him pick mine up in like two years. She's supposed to use a prescription, <laughs> but if you have sensitive skin, I really have it. If it's you're sitting at Walgreens, if you if you have sensitive, years. we're just gonna ignore. It's like a dagger through my I heart. I have the worst right now. right now. Literally, the worst. I don't I follow anything that you say to awesome. do. Except yep. you are. Except <laughs> you, oh, I really feel really, really feel worthy as your derm right now. It's great. Okay. So Allie's then you're like, going to do a retinol. Segment. Retinol, you need to start in like your mid 20s, right? Okay. You start losing collagen there. So even if you're young, start it. Right, I'm going to gra- fill mine today. And can I tell you something? The great news, like when you have acne, is I put people on retinoids. So like 16 year olds are doing like anti aging technically, okay. but it just makes your skin look amazing. Okay. So we use that for acne. We use that for anti aging. Oh. It builds collagen. And then the last step at night, last step at night, if you're going to keep a simple three step routine, is literally moisturizing. So the morning is wash your face, put on vitamin C put on your broad spectrum SPF 30 nighttime is wash your face put on your vitamin A derivative retinol or prescription retinoid and then moisturize what are other things just before we let you go that yeah. you have to be careful of like to to my point of like I'm ordering my skincare on Amazon yeah. and you're like mm, that's not a great idea no so totally that's one of them so you first of all make sure that you're seeing like a board certified physician I'll just start with that like yeah, anybody that. these days can be like an expert or they'll say that they're board certified but they're not they may not even be a doctor you really don't know and you have to be very savvy so I would say make sure that you're seeing like a board certified dermatologist don't get your stuff on Amazon. Don't get your skincare. To, on Amazon. Wait, you so, get like sorry. your paper towels on Amazon. Yeah, sure. 
I have the my don't is so I have a girlfriend who's like my friend's a dentist and she does Botox Botox I don't love that I think that's a bad idea yeah yeah I mean here's the thing I wouldn't do someone's root canal yeah so you know again I think you have to be very careful who you go to I've seen patients who have come and they've seen a dentist or somebody else and they're like well they'll do this but they won't do around my eyes and I'm like well that doesn't make sense to me and like let's just go to the person who's right as dermatologists I've done four years of medical school four years of dermatologist specific skin specific residency and then you can and now I've been in practice for 13 years so you know that's a long time to 20 years basically where you're just studying the skin this is what Mm -hmm. I do all day long I hold needles in my hands and I look at people's skin that's who you want to see you want to see that person Um, because we see a lot of complications we see complications from medi spas and like filler that can cause disfigurement Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. it can uh, cut off blood supply and cause these other issues so you really have to be careful make sure you know the credentials of the physician treating you and make sure that it's a board certified dermatologist doing that too um does drinking water have any impact on your skin? No. I, I knew mean, it. Not really. No. I was like, if look, water is, is tied to how your water, skin is looks. Is drinking water good for you? Yes. But I can't say. Like, yes, of course, you should drink like an appropriate amount of fluid, Eight, right? Eight glasses right. of water. I mean, I've never yeah. done that in my life. And I think I have pretty good skin. But, um, but no, like drinking water is not going to prevent you from like needing to moisturize. Or like drinking okay. water is not going to be the thing that hydrates your skin. Okay. Or like, keeps you looking young. Like drinking water is good for your body. Yeah. But right. It's not like the key to like Okay. That makes me feel good. All right. Okay. I agree with that. Okay. That yes, it does. There's, there's just a lot. Look, if you go on social media, you're going to just see a lot of trendy topics and a lot of things that are just not true. There was a whole thing recently about like drinking chlorophyll, which is just gross. They were talking about that for skin health. Just eat like So the whole Skinfluencer thing. Yeah, just I, I think that everybody's trying to get trendy now and bypass dermatologists and they're trying to sort of be like, I know more about skin. That's just not true. It's just simply not true. And it's one of the reasons I think it's so important to like have dermatologists be a voice that we see in media, social media, but also open a magazine and you see us. It's very, very important to have people who are true experts, not just somebody who has like an opinion about something mm-hmm. that's not based in science or fact or data giving you the opinion okay right that's great and because also it's it's dangerous they were doing this thing where you could inject your lips with you can go on amazon don't anybody do this and literally buy a pen with hyaluronic acid and inject your own lips it's terrifying you have no idea where that needle's coming from it's not a sterile or septic technique aseptic technique there's nothing that's safe about this you could literally inject it into a blood vessel Oof. you could cause significant damage to your body you don't even know what you're injecting why would you do that? Why is DIY injectables or like other things, skincare, et cetera, why is that even like a thing right yeah. now? Yeah. Right? We know That's so just much. It's a bad idea. It's a terrible idea, and yet yeah. people are doing it all yeah. over the place. So, like, really be thoughtful about what we're doing with our bodies, right? Okay. And, like, everything doesn't need to be DIY. It's okay to say, let me go see an expert mm-hmm. in this. Okay. Um, how do people find you? Tell them how, how do people find you? Um, you can find me on Bumble. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, you, you, can, you can, but like, you, you can, but don't. But you can. Um, <laughs> I, have to, I, I mean, if I'm not the best guest ever. You, had, I actually I am going to make you my co-host. I just, like, if I am not the best guest ever, I don't. Uh, you find me on Bubble and Hinge um, and Raya. Um, so. During the day, you can find me During at- the day, you can find me um, 
on social at Dr. Sherry Marchbine. Um, you can find me at Downtown Dermatology, which is in Tribeca. And in a few months, you're going to find me at my new Midtown office, um, which is at 370 Lexington Avenue. And uh, that DBA is yet to be announced, but I will as soon as we have it. Okay. So, All right. Thank you for doing yeah. this. Oh, my God. You're thanks the best. for having me. <laughs> I had the best time. All right. High Noon is a hard seltzer made from real vodka, real juice, and a splash of sparkling water. They have their Tropical 8-pack out for the summer. It has a lot of great flavors. They've got mango, passion fruit, watermelon, pineapple, black cherry, grapefruit, lime, and peach. All flavors are available in four packs. They are only 100 calories, gluten-free, no added sugar, and they taste great. Thanks to High Noon, High Noon helps people adult. So we are going to now go into our adulting segment. Our adulting topic today is should you talk about your side hustle during a job interview? I would say you should definitely talk about your side hustle in a job interview. I would perhaps not... market it as a side hustle, I wouldn't go into your interview being like, hey, yeah, my boss thinks I do this all day. But in reality, I do that all day. No manager is going to want to hear that. But I think it's great to have passion projects outside of work. And I think if you can articulate why that passion project, in addition to your day job, makes you a great candidate for the job you're applying for, it's a home run. That's it for today's episode. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, leave us a rating or give us a review. You can call our voicemail line at 440-462-1729. You can also find this podcast on YouTube. Just search Token CEO. And if you haven't already joined the Ashes at our Facebook group, it's called the Token CEO Facebook group. I'm at EKA Nardini. You can find Token CEO on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn and YouTube and we'll see you back here on we'll see you back here Tuesday Thursday it says Tuesday see you back here Tuesday Thursday, Thursday.